and welcome to Bibbs Music Room. I'm your host, Bibbs, and here we're going to talk about music, inspiration, life, and everything in between. Now, here we go in three, two, one. Oh, Lord, you Your favorite band sucks? Yeah, that one. I love that one. There's, it's so funny. But there's no other like music podcast. I listen to a lot of like true crime podcasts. I didn't, I didn't, know, you actually, oh my I didn't know you knew. Um... No, you've showed me them. Oh, you okay. listen to them. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of podcast do you listen to? Oh my gosh. I listen to like a lot of like therapy ones. Oh, really? <laughs> and like psychology ones and yeah. philosophy. And like I always like, this sounds so basic, but like Emma Chamberlain. Oh, like, yeah. I've listened to her before. Yeah. yeah. I used to listen to her a lot. Is there a reason you do, like, the psychology ones? Um, like, is that what you're going to school for? No? no. So, like, I'm a philosophy minor, and I just think the brain's really, really interesting. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is true. So, um, I don't know. Just, like, the way like the way we think and, like, yeah. then, like, the psychological reasons behind that. Like, yeah. I'm always, like, sitting here. I'm like, why are words words? Mm. It scares me. <laughs> like, when I think about it too much, I'm like, uh, I, I don't like thinking about it. Oh my gosh. Imagine like, you uh you wake up one day and like you know when you say a word like so many times and something yeah. like, imagine you wake up one day and that's how all words sound. <laughs> that so weird. Like we were talking about the um like tribes that like I don't why were we talking about tribes the Un- other day? The undiscovered tribes. Yeah, undiscovered tribes and how like their language, like they might not even have words and they don't even know we exist and like what their brain how their brain functions oh yeah like, speaking of that like speaking of like they might might, uh, might not even have words yeah um i don't remember it might have been a podcast or something but it was people talking about like somebody who took like a video of like them coming in contact with like one of these like uncontacted tribes mm-hmm. and when they when they found them um they weren't like speaking like words they're using like like ape sounds like they're communicating using like like monkey sounds like screams and stuff like that and it was it was so weird oh my gosh i could not imagine that yeah like when do you think like our brain because we've our brain has like developed since like early times so where do you think our brain's gonna like go (laughs) and like adapt to like this Super uh, we're all gonna look like a mega mind. I don't oh know. yeah, we're gonna have like a flash drive import. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Elon Musk is gonna want us to do. He's gonna have everybody have like a USB drive in the back of our head or something. Oh my Or those people who don't have internal monologues. Those people freak me out. Like you've heard about that? No. <laughs> oh, there's people. It's like a big part of the population. Like, I at least twenty five percent who don't have internal monologues. Like. You know how, like, you're constantly talking to yourself? Yeah. They don't have that. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how they work, <laughs> but... Every once in a while, I feel I feel like Natalie doesn't have the internal monologue. Why? I don't know. It's just, like, a weird thing. Some people, I feel oh. like, I feel like just from, like, talking to them, it's like, you're not, like... Are you you're, thinking you're, you're, before you're... You're not thinking in yeah. words. You're just, like... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to, like, make it makes sense <laughs> anyways we'll get started we're already rolling yeah all right okay so today we're joined with Peyton renee hello hi first question is renee your last name or no like, is it your middle name yeah that's my middle name okay 
Yeah. Um, a lot of people do that. That's yeah. yeah you're talking about that. I didn't want to use my last name because I feel like it just didn't like ring yeah. right. Like I feel yeah. like Peyton Renee, it kind of mm-hmm. like it just flows a little bit better. Yeah. I told him he should start going by Tyler Mitchell instead of because Tyler Robibero. It's Tyler. Mitchell's, I just go by Bibs. That works. I know, but like you know, like Tyler Robib. I mean Tyler Mitchell just like flows. But anyways, <laughs> that I was thinking about that. I was like Sarah does that too. Yeah, her middle name. I feel like that's pretty common. And there's a lot of people who, like, strictly go by their middle name, too. But, anyways, so do you want to give us a quick background, who you are, what you do? Oh, sure. Okay. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Peyton Renee. I'm a local singer-songwriter to Lehigh Valley. Um, if you haven't seen me out and about yet, you probably will at some point. Um, let's see. There's so much. Um, okay. I just released an EP a little bit ago. It's called Lovesick. It features three originals. Um, but I do a little bit of everything. I have, like, a very, like, I don't know, diverse, like, um, repertoire, I would say, because I do, like, a little bit of rock and country. I have, like, Post Malone in there, <laughs> trying to get some jazz in there, plus, like, my originals on top of it. Um, I've been writing, like, ever since I was little, just, like, always singing any picture you can find with me, there's an instrument. Like, I have to be touching it. Um, and then I went to, let's see, I went to Arts Academy Middle School. That's kind of, like, where my, like, career kicked off. Um, and I was, like, classically trained, or that's, like, where I started being classically trained for voice. And then I moved um, up into, like, the Lehigh Valley Charter High School for the Arts. And I did a lot of outreach programs there. So eventually I started running, like, my own open mics. And they have um, vocalist cafes and songwriting cafes so I eventually started hosting those and running the sound for those um, along with Jason Reef and then I graduated and now I'm at Kutztown University studying commercial music um, with a minor in philosophy and audio engineering and yeah wow very fun okay so bringing it back to the beginning what's like your first memory interacting with music oh gosh um (laughs) I don't know, like, I was, like, in choir as a kid, mm. and just, like, I always playing with some mm. instrument, whether it was, like, the drums or, like, we had, like, a, like, tiny, like, kid piano, like, mm. I'd mess around on. Um, it wasn't until middle school I, like, picked up the guitar, and that's mm. kind of where I started to, like, songwrite better, mm. and, yeah. Did you take formal lessons with the guitar? Um, I did. I took lessons at the Lenson Center in Bethlehem. Um, with a few different instructors. So I got to, like, learn a lot of different things. Awesome, yeah. When you started learning stuff, did you, like, um, get stuck to, like, a band when you learned stuff? Or were you just kind of, like, learning things here and there? Um, so my music taste back then when I first started was a little bit more selective. I, like, only listened to rock, classic rock from, like, the 50s to, like, the 90s. And there was nothing else existed to me. So I kind of learned a lot of Beatles songs, a lot of Johnny Cash tunes. I love Nirvana. Um, I played a lot of Joan Jett. Um, what else did I do? I did like, I don't know. I did a lot of everything almost. Um, Cause like that was my world to me. And then it wasn't until I like got to college that I was like, oh my gosh, like the rap world exists and like R&B is a thing and oh my God, oh, country. Yeah. I was very like, I was appreciative of those, but like I wasn't like actually like actively listening. Mm-hmm. And now I listen to pretty much everything. Wow. So would you say that you got that initial um, music inspiration from, is that what your family was listening to? Um, My dad had a very oh. like similar music taste, um, mm-hmm. but 
yeah like all of my like mm-hmm. family would just be like you should like learn this song yeah. and this song and then so then you pretty much listened to rock all throughout high school did you oh, share yeah. that with like friends um not necessarily it just kind of was like my own thing mm-hmm. yeah um okay well let's see so you started with guitar did you you said you touched a bunch of different instruments what else do you know how to play? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. Um, I used to play banjo a little bit and bass. Um, guitar was, like, the first actual instrument that I picked up, though, um, that I was, like, actually serious about. I think in, like, elementary school I played the flute. Um, and then I got to college, and oh, I also played the ukulele throughout high school. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So many things. <laughs> um, and then in college, like, just this past year, I had to take a piano proficiency test, so now I know piano. And I did try, I got drumsticks. I'm not the best at drums, <laughs> but like I learned to fill. So like, I think I'm doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but guitar is like your main one. Yeah, guitar yeah. and voice. Would you say that's because like the music you like to listen to and play? Or is it just like what you know best? I think it's is just it? what I know best yeah. because I was struggling like when I first like learned piano because like I'm just like, yeah, it's, like, different hand coordination. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, the similarity between the two instruments. But it was just – I was just having a little yeah. struggling so bad. Yeah. Um, but now I kind of got it mm-hmm. under my hands. But I don't know. Guitar is just so much easier. Like, mm-hmm. I'm mediocre at it. Like, I can't do, like, a lot of, like, solo stuff or, like – I'm not the best at scales, but, like, chords I can get down. Like, yeah. I'm just, like, I can do whatever chord you want me to. <laughs> yeah, I wish, like, someone put in all of the instruments in my hand when I was, like, super young. I feel like that's the easiest way to learn them, you know? Like, if, yeah. you, if you start early, like, musical prodigies that, like, know every instrument by, like, 12 years old. I feel like that's I, how uh, Chris Tolerico was. Yeah, and if they know everything, <coughs> it's like... He knows, like, 15 yeah. instruments or something. Yeah. It took me, like... My, my brother plays guitar, and I always wanted to, like, learn, but, like, him teaching me was always so stressful because he's, like, you're not doing it right and, like, screaming at me and all that stuff, so... Then finally, I got my own guitar like three years ago, I think, and it just sat in the corner for so long because I would try and I was like, I can't get my fingers to move how they're supposed to move. What the heck? Um, That's frustrating. Yeah. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, I I finally got a few songs down, but it's like the best feeling. (laughs) You should take like an actual like a guitar class. I know. I probably should. Even if it's not like a a consistent thing, like do like four or five classes I want just to, to like, learn the for basics. like picking a lot of the music I listen to has a lot of like picking in it and I I can't I've tried to get it down but it's very hard do you finger, know how yeah finger that? picking is yeah. so hard in the beginning but like yeah. once you get like the patterns are pretty simple like I feel like there's not like too much like mm-hmm. um complex patterns of it it's like really like in pop songs it's the same two finger picking patterns but like i feel like train tracking is the easiest way like just going between two different ones mm-hmm. um and just kind of doing that that's like yeah. how that's i the did most it i could do train tracking <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like if, if it if it's like three or more fingers like i can't because with, with drums like the, the whole motion is just like all the fingers at once moving the same way yeah. so like it's so much it, coordination them all differently <laughs> like it just it's too much work for me mm-hmm. that's how i feel about the piano <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I'm going to post this on social media and my, like, piano, like, professor, Dr. Oh. Emil. Shout out to him. Love him. He's going to be like, but she passed. Yeah. <laughs> I remember she, she I did good. To, in, like, middle school, we had, like, rotations of different electives. We'd do, like, a month of woodshop and a month of this or a month of that. 
And one month we had piano, and everyone in the class had to learn piano. Um, and I remember I learned like three songs. I was really proud of myself, but I I totally have not touched a piano since then. So, um, but I do I do love piano. Yeah, the something. only uh, the only like piano class I've ever taken was uh, in high school, and uh, I learned a lot in the class. But the teacher was awful. Mm. She oh, was no. she was like very very strict like by the books. Oh, so like. She like for like every class, she would be like, "You have to practice like your scales, and like that's all you're gonna be practicing for the entire class, and you're gonna have like 15 minutes at the end to play what you want." And I would do the scales, and I would have it like muscle memory because I'm already a musician. So like, once I like know the notes, I'm like, okay, I kind of have it a little bit. So I would just like pull out my phone and like kind of like hide it from her and be like looking at like tabs and stuff, trying to like play it, and then. It was the, the creepiest thing. So it was, it was all like electric pianos and we had headphones on and the teacher also had headphones on and she would randomly select a piano and just listen to it. So like sometimes you'll, be, you'll just be playing something and like you'll look at her and think like, okay, she's not like paying attention. And then she'll be like, what are you doing? And like call <laughs> you out and it's like, get out of my oh, head. Oh, that's so scary. That weird. I, teachers used to do that with like computers too. I remember my teacher... Oh, they would, they would like, yeah. uh, basically, like, look at, like, they have, like, a program that has, like, all yeah. the screens on it, and they'll, like, look at you and be like, what are you doing? You're even not, if, like, on the It makes thing me feel guilty, even if I'm, like, not doing anything sus, I would always feel guilty. I'd be like, oh, they're going to find me doing something. But anyway, so, you started in chorus. When did you start, like, did you start in a band or, like, solo, playing out gigs? Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so when I first started taking guitar lessons, like at the lesson center, they also had, um, like, I know like a lot of guitar, like, and like lessons, like places here, they have like the summer camps. Well, um, the lesson center, like that I was in, which is literally called the lesson center had all year camps. Um, so you would be placed in a band and then you would have like a few songs you would learn and then you would play like a showcase at the end of like three months. So I did that for about, um, I don't know, We'll say two years and um i actually like brought my band that i was on um to rocking the valley which is like another um like live show that's like streamed on everything basically um so that's where i first started is mostly rocking the valley um and then it expanded to that like the lesson center like also had like outreach programs for songwriters um so i got to like play it like the Red Stag a few times, and I got to open for Dana Fuchs at Music Fest Cafe, and then on top of that, at that time, I was also in high school, so I was doing all the outreach programs for the school, like at Godfrey Daniels and Hotel Bethlehem, so I started, like, networking there, um, and it wasn't until maybe, like, senior year I started to do, like, some gigs, but they were, like, it wasn't as intense, maybe it'd be, like, oh, like, one here or there, and then COVID hit, and then Finally, when we got out of COVID, I was like, oh my gosh, okay, it's now it's my time to shine. I want to do gigs. So um, I literally just, I was so annoying. I called like every single place that I knew had live music and I was like, what can I do to get booked? And that's kind of where it took off. And now I'm playing almost everywhere mm -hmm. and it's amazing. And I, I wouldn't want to have it any other awesome. way. Yeah. What would you say are like the biggest challenges you face? with just like personal challenges playing out or finding gigs all right we'll start with the finding gigs mm -hmm. um the biggest part is when people don't answer you it's very <laughs> frustrating you're gonna mm -hmm. call 
like 15 places just to get one back unless you have a name out there so it was very very hard in the beginning um and then also like emailing a lot of people are like oh send like a demo video over email and that's always hard because like the video is so long and um sometimes like you're just gonna get a no unfortunately so it's a lot of um it's a lot of no's before you get a yes and then um when it comes to gigging like out and about it's really frustrating when I find it mostly at like restaurants or bars like people are like rowdy like yeah they're they're there to eat they're there to like you know have a drink and enjoy their time with like the people they're with but it's very frustrating when like people aren't kind of into the music it's it's just kind of like I'm playing for myself which is like isn't a problem um but sometimes it's like oh like I wish like I could have some crowd inter- mm-hmm. interaction because like I love talking to people um it's really really fun I feel like it makes like the energy like in the environment a little bit more like relaxed and calming and it's mm-hmm. not like oh my god there's a musician right there and like no like like we're gonna tell jokes like we're gonna talk like and yeah. it's a little bit frustrating when you can't do that mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's probably the only thing yeah. Or, or when you get double booked and that's only happened to me a few times but um that always works out usually it's, that's just like another like rescheduling like kind of thing mm-hmm. so are you do you mostly play at like restaurants and bars yeah so i play at a lot of bars um restaurants also wineries um mm-hmm. every once in a while i'll do like a festival or a private event um but for the most part definitely restaurants mm-hmm. that have live music do you find yourself going to like the same places like if you go there and they like what you're giving do they then offer you like okay do you want to come once a week or like how does that work yeah so um not necessarily once a week um that's only like if you're like gonna host like an open mic um type of situation but i have a few places that i've played there probably over the past three years um and I just, like, always got invited back. So, like, we would just, like, planned out this whole summer, like, with mm-hmm. each place. So I have, like, about, like, maybe five places I mainly play at. And then this summer I had, like, the opportunity to kind of open up, like, my range a little bit. So I got to play at, like, a few new wineries I haven't gotten to yet. And, like, a few restaurants that have been on my list and they were, like, a no for me before. And mm-hmm. finally, like, I got in. And, like, it's so rewarding. Um, I've noticed it, like, mostly, like, over the past few months is that I don't have to reach out as much anymore. Like, people are reaching out to me, and I'm like, oh, my God, how'd they get my email? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Um, So it's very rewarding, like I said, because you get so many no's. So it's like, oh, my gosh, like, I didn't have to do anything to get this one. (laughs) How how far – I'm sorry for interrupting. Oh, no, I was just going to say it's a lot of work to get them. Okay. How how far do you usually, like, expand, like, area that you play? Like, do you go – so outside um, of Leah Valley really um it depends um I play mostly in the valley like Allentown Bethlehem um like that kind of area I sometimes play up here like in Easton um a few times I've had like um a gig down closer to like Reading or Kutztown like um there's like a there's only one um venue down there that does music at Kutztown it's called Saucony Creek I love them for it um they try to bring in a lot of like the Kutztown musicians but it's so sad that's the only one that does it um and then I'm let's see this week I'm playing at Bishop um Estate Winery so I've never played there before and I know that's a little bit of a drive but yeah I think that's kind of it if I can recall mm-hmm. and so I mean I just had a question and it just totally blanked Oh, um, so when we saw you at the Flying V, we you had some originals and then also some covers. So when you're marketing yourself, 
are you marketing yourself as a cover artist or so i market myself as a singer songwriter um who like also does covers gotcha so um or i'll say like oh performer like mm-hmm. singer songwriter slash like performer um but yeah i try i kind of try to keep it simple mm-hmm. i just say like oh i do everything like i have yeah. my own stuff and i do covers mm-hmm. do you find that that's good to have kind of a mix of like stuff they don't know with stuff they do know or are you wanting to move to only original music so um it depends like i think eventually like if i do become like it's not my goal to get famous like at all like i'm not doing this for like that kind of thing like if it happens cool Mm -hmm. that would be amazing if it happens but for me it's just like if i move in that direction by some means if the universe brings me to that then yeah i'm gonna want to probably do a little bit more originals but because i'm playing locally still i feel like it's nice um to have covers thrown in and that's why like, i do like so many different genres because you don't know who's like in your crowd mm-hmm. so like if you do all like country music someone might like not enjoy that so i try to like yeah. mix it up um so there's like a little bit of everything where at least i know like oh okay like I, like they have to like at least like one song mm-hmm. do you find any difficulties because you don't have necessarily like a niche you know what i'm saying yeah do i have any difficulties yeah um i don't think so because mm-hmm. like when it comes to like my music it's kind of like i like to like think about it like i mean like i only have like one project out there but i do have like other originals and like they're kind of the same vibe but they're all different and they all have like a lot of different like musical Mm -hmm. elements from all different kinds of styles and I feel like that is my like niche is that like I like kind of make my own genre in a sense um when I like released my EP with Jason Reef um I actually like interned at his studio and he was like um it's giving me like all these different vibes but I can't pick like one genre to put it in so that's kind of like what I like because I like to be I don't want to do the same thing yeah. that someone else has done yeah. like I want to be different I want to mm-hmm. you know like if I'm gonna take like I'm gonna like remake something like oh like yeah like I use this like element that's like I don't know like a jazzy like drum like hi-hat hit like but it's, it's like tied in with like I don't know we use like a djembe so mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like all these different elements that like make its own art and I feel like that yeah. is my niche yeah if that makes sense <laughs> yeah even though like you have your own style would you say that there's any bands that are like big inspirations or, or singer-songwriters that are big inspirations to what your sound is um or what would you compare yourself to like who's the closest oh gosh comparison? that's so hard <laughs> <laughs> um I honestly don't know <laughs> what about like just inspirations like um okay that's a long list mm-hmm. um for like my EP that I just released um it kind of had like a Colby Colet feel and like a Sammy Ray and Friends like kind of like fun kind of bubbly like literally like bubbly beat to it um but I also like love Nirvana and I love like all the like angst and darkness and I kind of just bring all those emotions to it and it's like I don't know like well balanced I like also love Mac Miller and Post Mm -hmm. Malone and uh I love like everything oh my gosh (laughs) I think that's cool that like you know you don't have to market yourself as like I'm a country singer because I feel like then when you get into that bubble it's harder to get out of it you know yeah but if you if you're just like I'm just an artist and I'm gonna sing whatever I want yeah you know know, everything is open to you that's pretty cool thank you (laughs) um 
So, you're going to school for what again? So, I'm going to school for commercial music with Mm -hmm. two minors, one in philosophy and one in audio engineering. So, what do you want to do with that? Oh, goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's so scary. Yeah. I think, like, I had this, like, I was always, like, this back and forth talk with my parents. Um, God bless that they, like, deal with me. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, like, right now, I'm, like, leaning towards the production side of things. Like, I'd love to be, like, working in a studio, especially because I picked up an audio engineering minor. I think that'd be really, like, interesting. But I also can see myself, like, I want to, like, own a venue one day because, mm-hmm. like, I, I think, like, that's really fun. I, like, learned how, like, that kind of situation works and I also see myself like maybe like taking it more on a business side where it's like I'm booking for other musicians or like I'm managing other musicians because like I have to do that for myself Mm -hmm. and um I think that's like the fun part is like the networking and like kind of just like figuring out like okay what like is like the first step um and then taking it from there but I also like would love to perform um I just know that it does take a toll becoming, like, a full-time performer. Like, I've seen mm-hmm. it happen. Like, people's mental health just kind of goes right down. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I necessarily, like, want that to happen to me. So it's, yeah. like, I would probably keep it more as a hobby. Um, but I also could see my – I don't know if I already said that, but, like, also being, like, part of, like, a songwriting team I think would be really oh, fun. Um, not necessarily, like, being behind the computer and, like mm-hmm. – pressing all the fancy buttons and the faders but like also just like creating the song itself yeah that's awesome kind of going off of that like what is your kind of take on writing a song like how do you got, kind of go about like writing like an original song oh gosh okay pe- a lot of people have like <laughs> totally different ways of of doing it mm-hmm. um well when i first started i had like a pen and paper and i would just you know scribble maybe crumble up a few pieces of paper, set them on, just kidding, I don't want to set them on fire. But um, now it's kind of like, I have like a thought in my head and I'll just like, I have all these open tabs in my phone on like my notes page and it's like, oh, this is like really, really good. And then sometimes it's like, oh, I like this backbeat or like, I like this like um, melody. So it just kind of depends on what comes first mm-hmm. and then I kind of take it from there. Hey, usually for me, I... I like to write lyrics a lot, but I'm horrible at finishing them. Like, oh, I'll, no. like, usually, like, type them up in, like, the, the notes app. I'll have, like, a verse, and I'll get to the chorus. I'll get, like, half the chorus, and I'll be, like, I'll get to it later, and I never get back to it. And there, I have, like, 30, like, half songs written. <laughs> I also feel that. Um, I found that, like, something to kind of fix that with is, like, if I have, let's say, like, in one tab open I have like a couple verses and like in another tab I have a chorus um and if they somehow correlate like I'll throw them together and I'll just kind of like make them mesh and I'm like you know what like we're gonna like combine these ideas Mm -hmm. um sometimes it's just like oh it'll take me like 20 minutes to write a song um sometimes it takes a little bit longer it kind Mm -hmm. of depends on um I guess like where I'm at during that time Mm -hmm. are you throwing in any piano or other instruments when you're writing um when I was at school and I had like access to like our music building it was mostly on piano but now that I'm home I find that like um I like to do stuff more on the guitar like I do have a keyboard at home but for some reason like at home I just want to be on the guitar Mm -hmm. so like I am starting to write some things hopefully like I'll like my goal for like my next project is to release like fully like 
a fully produced like EP by me. So like mm-hmm. drums, piano, everything, like synthesizers, all the like editing and the recording. I want that to be done by me just so it could be like, look at this beautiful thing I did. And then I will never ever self-produce probably anything ever again. Cause that is also just a bad sign of rabbit holes. Um, Cause like, you're not going to have someone to be like, Oh, that sounds bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like the scary part. But I think that'd be really interesting, especially like, um, like there's a lot of female performers out there, but there's not necessarily like female audio engineers um, or like, I don't know. It, there's a very, very small, like selective group. Yeah. So it's kind of like to do that. It's like, wow, like, look, like I'm a female that like fully produces by myself. Oh my gosh. And I don't think people understand like the difficulty of it because I, before I started like going to the studio with you and seeing like, everything on that huge screen and everything that happens i was just like oh yeah they just like press a button and it records and then they put them all together and then it's a song um i wish it was that easy that is not (laughs) what it's like when you record stuff do you try to record like all the instruments or do you have people come in to like so um on this ep that i just released um it was mostly me and jason that did a lot of the like parts so like I did a lot of the singing parts and he did a lot of the guitar and the bass and then we had a drummer Luca one of his um, studio musicians come in and he put on all of the percussion and the drum kit and then I had um, my friend Jillian Barton come in and do background vocals so that it wasn't all just me and there was like at least a different voice on that Mm -hmm. Um, I really wanted to have horns but just like I also just really wanted to like release it so I didn't Mm want to wait for horns but um yeah that's that's all that yeah kind of was with that are you still like when you're working with all these different musicians are you letting them take like their own creative look on whatever you're writing or is it very much just like i want you to do this um (laughs) so i'll be like here so for example like um Luca, our drummer, I was like, okay, I really want like a djembe, and he had a djembe kit that he made, so he brought it in, and I was like, okay, here's like the song that like I kind of want this to sound like, and I want you to kind of just take that and vibe with it, and now there was parts where I was like, okay, like this is like where I want, I was more like picky on like where I wanted it, and like kind of like the, like, um, like, I guess like the pauses in the song like Mm -hmm. for coffee like that's where we use like the djembe so um there's a lot of breaks in there so i'd be like actually like let's put a break here so i I was more critical about like the actual Mm -hmm. like form and um just like i guess like the overall rhythm than not necessarily his creative aspect because i was like do whatever you want like i'm gonna love it either way Mm -hmm. how long do you think it takes ballpark from the start of your idea writing a song to like when it's out I started my project probably like early July last year, and I didn't release it until the uh, first week of May. Oh, wow. So I guess it depends on how fast you're moving, because I feel yeah. like if you're doing it yourself and you're not relying on other people, you could possibly get it done really, really fast. But um, because like I was like working with other people, it's like, well, they also have lives outside mm-hmm. of this project and they're all so busy. They have work, they have families. Like I have school, they like my friend had school. So it's kind of like coordinating that takes the longest time. Cause mm-hmm. like if everyone had time, you know, to work on an EP, everyone would put it out fast, but yeah. Yeah. So you're in school. How do you balance everything? 
Um, I just, I don't, that's a really good question. I don't know how to answer that. I just kind of do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel really like a lot hard. of people are like that. I feel like a lot, there's a lot of people that focus on trying to like separate everything and some people yeah. just don't think about it and just kind of do yeah. it. I feel like you don't understand, like you don't realize how much you're balancing until like you get a break and then you're like, wait, I just balanced yeah. like a job in school and this and that. Yeah, my parents are like, um, especially like my stepmom, she's always like telling me like, you know, like, like right now it's, it's kind of like a little bit hard because it's like I'm trying to have like a social life over summer, but like I do need to work because like school's not in session. But um, she's always like, you just do you do a lot, and she's like, you have no alone time. And she was like, like I don't mean this to get a little bit on the mental side, mm-hmm. um, but she was like, are you like afraid of like spending time with yourself? And I don't know if that's like the issue, like maybe mm-hmm. like I just like. I just don't like alone time. But, like, I feel like I always yeah. have to be, like, doing something. I have mm-hmm. to be, like, busy. Um, I'm like that a lot, too. Yeah. I yeah. Too. So I don't know if it's just, like, I like the chaos and I mm-hmm. like the craziness in my head yeah. so I don't have to think about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I feel like when I'm not doing anything, I'm just, like, I'm kind of bored. Like, I don't know how to relax. <laughs> right, yeah. I feel that, too, like, over the past end of last year and early this year, I just, like – took on way too much work and all this stuff you were doing so much (laughs) it was yeah and I was kind of complaining the entire time I was doing it and then I finally was like okay I'm gonna put my foot down and this is not good for me so I'm gonna you're still doing a lot yeah and then right when I stopped I was like now I have like all this free time in the mornings like I and then I was like, I like waking up early and, like, having to do stuff. Like, I like that routine. But also, like, when I have a lot to do, I'm like, oh, my gosh, when am I going to have any free time, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like a It's a love-hate battle. relationship. Yeah. <laughs> I, wish I, I wish you could just have, like, you could work really hard, and then whenever you need, like, a whole day off, you just be like, eh, I'm, I'm going to stop today. And then you can go back to the grind the next day. That would be nice. <laughs> So you have, like, pretty much your whole summer planned out uh, with gigs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit busy. Um, Yeah. Just this week alone, I have – I had a lot. Like, I had two this past weekend. I have – I was had this podcast with you guys today. Um, And then I have one gig on Thursday, one gig on Friday, and two gigs on Saturday. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot. Um, Sometimes I'm playing once a week. Sometimes I'm playing four. (laughs) So – are you playing kind of the same set list so it's not like as much preparation or like how much outside time do you need so right now i'm trying to get more material out there um especially because like some of the songs are just like so old and i just want to like play some newer things Mm -hmm. um but i try to keep it like the same i'll just like switch up the kind of um order that goes in Mm -hmm. so do you feel like you said like you love playing live and you're not even doing it for like the fame reason just because you love it do you love doing four a week or is that is there like a money Um, aspect or is it just you want to do as much as you can it was kind of like the scheduling aspect like sometimes it just falls where it's like okay like i I mean yeah it's like a great side hustle it's good like Mm -hmm. it's good to get your name out there and it's you know you meet a lot of nice people and like the pay is like really really nice but um Sometimes it's just kind of that's where, like, the only open date that that place has, Mm -hmm. and that's just how it falls. Um, But, yeah, I definitely, like, 
sometimes I like fall in love with music and then I fall out of love with music, but I'm still like gigging regardless. And like, I'm slowly falling back in love with music. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just like, it is my outlet. Like it is my religion. It's like a second home to me. I just kind of like trying to get back to that and not necessarily as like, oh, I'm just like, I'm a musician, so I have to play music. Yeah. So it's definitely a love, like, I feel like, I don't know. It's like a love hate relationship. Mm -hmm. I feel like for me, cause it's like, I feel like, you know, I'm like, in school for music then I'm gigging for music and it's like went to high school and middle school for music so it's a lot so sometimes I'm just like I get bored of it and I don't know if that's necessarily like a good or a bad thing mm-hmm. but I do get burnout sometimes but like I always like it's always there like I always fall back in place with yeah. it um and I pick it up and it's like I haven't left mm-hmm. do you have other passions outside of the music realm um I love walking and hiking a lot mm-hmm. um I try to do that at least three times a week um I work a lot like outside of gigs so I have two different jobs right now um I see friends and family as much as I can um I used to like really bit like be big into like selling and like making my own clothes and stuff Mm -hmm. but not as much because there's just like so much going on yeah um but yeah do you feel like it's important to have those outside outlets other than music or is it like you don't have even time for those because um no they're still important like Mm -hmm. oh i also like love cooking and baking and Mm -hmm. reading i forgot to like completely say that (laughs) (laughs) um but um i don't know it kind of depends because it's like unfortunately when like this week for me it's like oh okay like this week's a little bit more packed i can't really do the things i want to do but like i make that up on like lighter weeks Mm -hmm. so if i don't have like a lot going on then it's like okay now I can like take time to like do the other stuff that like I've kind of been on hold Mm -hmm. um could you pass me water yeah thank you yeah so with you know being like a singer songwriter in the Lehigh Valley I know there's also a lot of other singer songwriters in the Lehigh Valley do you find that there's like any level of competition or is it like do you feel a community with the other singer songwriters um do think? i don't think there's i mean personally i have like i haven't heard of like any drama within really? the like no like at least like i haven't maybe i'm just like oblivious but <laughs> um i don't know of like any drama like there's no like to me there's no competition because like yeah like there's a lot of singer songwriters in lehigh valley but mm-hmm. if you like were to just look at the Lehigh Valley, the music industry, like, here is very, very, like, small. So, if anything, it's, like, you're kind of, um, like, what's it called? I'm trying to think of the words. Like, you're not, like, in competition with these people. These people are, like, you're, like, on the same level as yeah, you, I feel like. Yeah. As, like, at least that's how I look at it. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's a difference between um, competition and professionalism. I think maybe some musicians have hold a little bit more professionalism than mm-hmm. others, maybe because, like, just of experience and age and just kind of like what their kind of like situation is but um I feel like you know like we need to support each other and like utilize each other like go to like their shows like just as much as like they were to like like my friends come to like my shows and kind of like I don't know it is a job like if I I never had to cancel for any reason for a gig but I've had like other people cancel and they're like hey I have this gig is there any way you could pick it up I'm like oh my gosh yeah of course mm-hmm. um that's happened a few times um I also know like if a place is like a venue is looking for a musician um and they're like 
like we had a cancellation i'm like no i'm sorry like i'm already booked i'll be like but i have like another singer songwriter that you could probably contact so i don't think there's necessarily a competition i think it's like we all kind of like help each other and we help each other like network and get those gigs like for each other as well Mm -hmm. um which i think is pretty cool like yeah you don't really get that a lot (laughs) i I feel like the uh singer songwriter kind of area in like the lehigh valley is a lot more supportive of each other than like full bands (laughs) so i feel like with full bands sometimes it feels like there is competition trying to get gigs oh wow but i don't know how it is for like other bands perspectives but like for me personally like it feels like there's a lot of like competition Mm -hmm. to like get certain certain gigs oh wow yeah, yeah, I had no idea that, like, there was, like, a rival of the bands up in yeah. here in I mean, it's, the it's valley. It's not really, like, a, like, band rivalry. It's just, like, um, it feels like sometimes other bands try to claim more spots than, like, you could say they really need to. Okay. Like, let's say, like, a lot of, a lot of other bands are playing, like, like, once a week and, like, one band might be playing, like, four, like four times a week and they could have an option to have like multiple other bands but they choose like one band every single time or something like that is that like in oh you mean like they choose like openers? like the venue like or chooses it's the, the venue yeah. not not the venue like, like the band like always plays like like the same band or something like that and oh, like, like they don't really share the stage or like anything the like people that are choosing to yeah open okay. for them yeah like i feel yeah. like how you said like you like said like oh like there's this other person i know who uh who could mm-hmm. probably do that like i feel like bands a lot of the bands in Lehigh Valley wouldn't do that. Oh, okay, they, they gotcha. would be like, They would be like, there's this one person and that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't, like, try to share, like, everybody else and, like, mm-hmm. get them gigs. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, I don't know, like, that's so sad to hear. Um, but, yeah, I feel like, you know, we should be helping each other because it, yeah. I mean, we all started somewhere. Like I mm-hmm. said, I got, I, like, had a lot of struggles kind of trying to get t- into these places and I would never want that on someone else because, like, mm-hmm. I know how hard that was for me to go through. Um, so, like, even now, like, people are, like, asking, like, oh, like, what, like, venues do you play? Or, like, how do I get started? And I'm, I'm like, so willing to help them because it's, mm-hmm. like, I never, like, got that help. If anything, I was, like, kind of got the old, like, oh, like, I kind of find and do it yourself. And yeah. you just kind of – that's how what I had to deal with, like, with some of the musicians because they're, like, very um, – kind of like oh that's like my secret like I'm not gonna tell you that and I'm like no like I'm gonna tell you like how to do it because it's easier than having to figure it out by yourself um same with like venues because it's like if you it just kind of looks more professional if you're like well I can't do it but I have all of these like other musicians Mm -hmm. who are like looking it kind of like makes you like not look I don't mean to sound like I don't like hating on anyone but like it doesn't make you like look selfish like when you do that um it kind of is like I don't know. Because it would be different if saying, like, oh, like, no. But, like, I feel like it kind of, if you were like, no, but I have this person, it kind of, like, elevates your, like, professionalism a little bit. And, um, like, you know, like, they're helping you out by mm-hmm. booking you. So it's like you might as well help them in return. Like, they're asking you, like, a favor. Like, hey, can you play? And if you're like, no. Or you could be like, no, but. Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's, like, where um it's sad with like how you said like about the bands like i feel like you guys should be helping each other um because i don't know like we're all struggling Mm -hmm. like i feel like one thing that makes it like more competitive for bands is that like if you're playing like acoustic and singing 
you could play like a pretty small area for the most part. Yeah. With a full band, you kind of have to have like a minimum size because it's like if you're in a cafe, you're not really going to see a full band play unless it's like a quieter jazz band or something. Yeah. But like, like my band, like we're we like to be very loud, so. So I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> At the beat. Yeah. yeah. So like we wouldn't have like a little coffee shop gig. Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of limitations for for bands, and that's why it's more like bands try to claim more shows than other bands and stuff like that. I feel like that's a lot of the reason why. Gotcha. And, like, you guys often play at uh, venues that, like, you have to draw the crowd. It's not like a restaurant where, like, yeah, there's a crowd that that's, play there. That's one thing that's so annoying. Like, at a lot of bars, usually it's like they'll pay, like, a flat fee or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then there's a lot of venues where it's, like, if nobody shows up, like, you don't get paid. Yeah, that's It's that's like really like hard. you get paid off of, like, your own ticket sales. Yeah. And that, that's that's so annoying. Especially just starting out. Because like when you're starting out... Like you're not going to have You're not going to have like yeah. 400 people come and see you. You might have like three or four. Mm-hmm. And if you're lucky and you're playing in an area where like you know a lot of people or a bunch of people are free, it's like you might get like 10 people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like sometimes I feel like it just... It's, it's tough sometimes with some of the places. Yeah. Do you often like open for people or a lot of the gigs because I know like at the Flying V you open for all the other bands is that typical or do you typically just place a solo show typically I mostly play a solo show Mm -hmm. unless it's like an event where they have a lineup or like so like at the Flying V like Mm -hmm. that was like an event um I mean I think it was an event because like it was like there was a ticket to get in but um Mostly, like, when I'm doing, like, my own stuff, I've, like, I am booked, like, there for the night. Like, it's, like, okay, like, Peyton Renee is playing here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be, like, different if um, I I feel like if I didn't have, like, as much, like, music in my repertoire, then, like, maybe that's when I would have been, like, to one of my singer-songwriter friends, like, hey, like, do you want to split a gig and, like, we'll split the costs and, like, you can, like, use my equipment. But if, like, because I have so much music, I feel like I can, like, I, and I fill the time, so I don't know. That's just kind of, like, yeah. how I do it, unless it's, like, it is a lined-up event. How long are you typically playing for? Anywhere from two to three hours. Is it exhausting? Um, I mean, I, I try to take breaks when I can, but usually, like, there are people that will, like, come and see me, like, usually, like, friends and family. So I spend those breaks usually talking to them and chit-chatting, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is very, very nice. Um, it's a good break. But um, sometimes, like at the end, like at the end of like the day, like I like if I had two gigs that day, oh my gosh, I'm like I can't wait to go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> like I've, it is I've like that before. Yeah, like it is very like tiring at some points, but sometimes it's like it kind of like gives me like more energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just kind of depends. Yeah, there was uh, there was one time where I, I played at a little festival that happens every year called Vegstock. Um, okay. I it's not really like my band. It's just kind of like this this my one of my friends. Uh, his name is Chris. He is in contact with the person that like runs it, and they know that he plays live music. So they're like, "Hey, do you want to get friends together and just like play? We'll keep a slot for you." So I always play with them, and then we just kind of find whoever wants to play. And there was one time we played. It was like early. We were playing at like two or something like that, like pretty early in the day, and then. Like, right after, we got a call from a a bar that we've played in the past. And they're like, 
like uh, the band that was just here just canceled. Can you play for like four and a half hours? And oh we're like, we're, we all look at each other and we're like, do we want to do this? And we're like, you know what? Sure, why not? So like that day we played for like like five and a half hours in total. Like it, I mean, by the end of the day, like I was so exhausted. Yeah. Just so it's like five and a half hours doing anything is exhausting, but like playing music and like being active on stage, like that's that's yeah. really exhausting. I mean, concerts concerts I think are way too long nowadays when they have like no, they, they're four too short. people and you have to stand there for like six that, hours. That's all the fun. <laughs> I like a little like like. I think if I'm going to like a big concert, I just want to see who I'm going for. I typically don't care for yeah. I personally I, like to see everybody. Yeah. And I, I, I wish. I guess it depends who's playing. Yeah. Yeah, that I guess. Mm-hmm. But like, um, if it's a band I like, like sometimes I wish like they would play like a three-hour set, play like every one of their songs. Yeah. Like yeah. there's some bands where it's like I love every song, and I'm like, oh, they didn't play this song tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, Sad Summerfest, we're going to this, like, little music festival um, in July, and the two bands I want to see the most, they're, like, the smallest bands playing, so I'm sure they'll have, like, a 30-minute set or whatever, And but I'm okay with that. I wish they were, like, playing the whole thing, but that's all right. We'll probably only stay for those two who are the Who are the bigger bands? T- uh, Taking Back Sunday, um... Uh, uh, Paris. Uh, I don't know. There's some other big pop punk bands. Okay. But I'm gonna have to prepare there's myself. like there's like seven bands playing. Um, I gotta listen to them beforehand. So it starts actually, at two p.m. It starts at two and it goes to like I don't know. I gotta listen to them beforehand so I actually yeah. like know. I know I'm a song. Yeah. What Lehigh Valley uh, venues have been like your favorite to play at? Oh gosh, Music Fest is always good. I am so excited. I want to um, play Music Fest so badly. Music Fest is really, really fun, and I'm so excited because this is the first Music Fest I can go with a mug in my hand. <laughs> so I will definitely oh, be yeah. singing and then walking around and enjoying um, some drinking with friends. Mm-hmm. But um, that's always fun. Um, oh my gosh, there's so much. I love being like, whether it's like the stag or. Um, like in Bell Hall or like anywhere that's kind of like in a city area and I'm outside. I love hearing like the echoes, like just everywhere. Like it's amazing. Just kind of, it's just kind of like, okay, this is my moment. Like this is, (laughs) this is my main character moment. Like I am like heard throughout all of Allentown. Like that's just kind of like how I like see it. But I also love playing wineries. I feel like I can like be a little bit more mellow and chill and kind of like I guess artistic in a sense um so like I love playing Black River Farms Winery and Cellar 159 in Easton mm-hmm. and um their Andrea's um location was pretty fun I've there's just so much <laughs> so many gigs yeah. um but yeah they're just I don't know I like there's not a place I don't like playing mm-hmm. I feel like um I like it all <laughs> do you have like a limit for how far you would kind of go to play a gig um Considering I've only had to drive like an hour out, probably like an hour and a half max. <laughs> like because you said you like playing wineries. My family actually has a winery, but it's in upstate New York, it's like two hours away. <laughs> oh my gosh! But it's a really nice place. It's like um the place where they have people play. They have like a really big deck on the outside of it, and it's like on like a really big hill. Oh, that's so fun. So like if 
if somebody were to play there, like if they were to turn around, it's like a whole big like valley with like grapevines like all oh, down the hill. That sounds lovely. I mean, I would go if someone could go with me because that, that drive back is going to kill me after yeah. singing. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'd have to stay up there for the night. Get an you, Uber all the way back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You talked about um, wanting to maybe own a venue one day. I That's like my dream would be like. We've talked about that yeah, so much. so much. Either having like a little cafe that turns into a venue at night or having like some winery that has like. A venue aspect like an outdoor venue and then i would love to have like a wedding venue too like a winery Aww. wedding venue <gasps> you just want to have an everything venue yeah. but it's like that's like big dream but it's like how do i get there where yeah. what do i buy oh my god like gosh. how do i buy a winery <laughs> uh, but um i could talk to my family figure yeah it out. i know you just take over. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I don't know if I want to be in upstate, though. Winters. Um, do you have any crazy stories? Any any shows um, you played? Yes. Memorable? So one time, I won't tell, I won't tell, like, the places. One time I was playing, and this guy walks up to me, and he had a jug, and it had, there was tape and, like, stuff like all over it and he asked if I could if I wanted to take care of a butterfly and he had butterflies on this jug like little baby like um when they're like in the cocoon or whatever and he was like he like was holding it up and he was like on a string with like tape and I was like that's the cutest thing ever I was like um considering all of my like plants are almost dead probably not (laughs) um I love when like oh my gosh it's so cute when like people like dance I feel like to like singing that's like my favorite I've had like elderly couples dance I think that's the sweetest thing I'm like I that's gonna I was like I want to be like them one day Mm. oh like oh my gosh like I love that I love like when little kids like their parents dance but like while I'm singing is pretty fun um I've had like the opportunity um one time um I was playing and there was like a lineup and um the one like musician um he asked if he could join me, so like it was really fun. We got to kind of do like a two, three song, like that was like um, a duet, because like some of our like sets overlapped, like we had like the same songs, so that was pretty cool. Like I feel like, um, mm-hmm. like if I if I said like no, that would have never happened. And yeah, um, I don't know. There's just there's a lot. I've had people throw like their numbers and stuff in my tip jar, and um, I don't really know ever what to do with that. I'm like, oh, thank you, I'm flattered, but um. <laughs> Yeah, so that's kind of all the funny stories I think I can think of for now. If I if I think of any more, I'll definitely say them. All right. So you have a whole EP out, you said? Yeah, so it's called Lovesick, um, and it features three originals. Coffee, that one's more bubbly and upbeat. Lovesick, which is a little bit more sad. And then we have Painkillers, and Painkillers is like the angsty mm-hmm. teenage Peyton, and she got let out. <laughs> you, you played that at the Flying Bee, right? Yeah. yeah. Can you give us a little backstory about what that's about? Yeah, so, oh gosh. Um, it's basically, oh, this is so sad. I might cry because oh, <laughs> like, I'm going through the same thing. Oh. Um, Say as much as you want to. I feel like Tay Tay, like Tay Tay Swift right now. It's, it's about a stupid boy. Oh, it <laughs> and, always um, is. But yeah, um, the first song, Coffee, is like, I, like literally, like we have this joke with like um, my producer. I worked on it. He was like, "What's the reason of the song?" And I'm like, "I just want this like 
I just want this stupid boy mm-hmm. to, to take me on a date. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be anything fancy. Because that's how much I love him. Mm-hmm. And um, then the second song, Love Sick, is kind of like me being like... How I like explain this song at gigs is like, I this song is about like me losing myself while giving all my love and time and energy to someone else and how like that's why like i'm heartbroken like not because of like the whole like heartbreak it's because like i let that happen so that's what that's about that one's a little bit more really really sad because it's like that's like where like all my vulnerability like comes in because like i just can't give up on people man like i just have like such like a big heart and it's so yeah. hard for and you me always to, like, like see good in them and you're, yeah like, i know i'm so come out yeah you know? and it's just like it's with everyone like i just yeah. like i can't give up on people it's like my hardest thing and then painkillers is like when i do like if you do push me to that edge like i'm gonna be like all right i'm I'm packing my bags, I'm getting going. So that's kind of like my watch this kind of song. Um, That's like, I don't need you anymore. Like, I don't need to deal with this. And that's where like, I don't know. Am I allowed to curse on here? Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, That's like, this is like my badass song. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. So do you ever get emotional when playing this like very oh yeah i've so when i first um played it so i wrote these songs probably mm, a year and a few months ago um and it was about like my past like relationships but like it's also like resurfacing um now so um i just like don't have the best luck with like people and that's like unfortunate but that's just how the universe is working for me right now with that so when i first started like i definitely bawled my eyes out but like it's kind of hard because like you have to sound good for like these people like they came to watch you so you're just kind of like visibly like i like people like no like i'm like not okay like while singing these songs i'm just like i can't wait and then i'll like take a break right afterwards i'm like i'm sorry guys i just gotta like i'll be right back and just go in the bathroom and cry and i'll come back and like (laughs) play the rest of my set um and then this past year um i opened for seth witcher for his um show at godfrey daniels and i showcased like a few of my originals so i played these three and of course i was in my feels because i was going through the same stupid shit (laughs) and um that was not like that was good because like i like kept everything together but like i definitely cried and like bawled my eyes out like the little crybaby I am and <laughs> like emotional wreck um when I got off of stage but I'm so proud of myself for it like I, I'm not like like yeah like I cried about it who cares like I'm not like harping on myself because it's like I'm proud of myself like I got through that like yeah. like yeah it is like emotional for me but like here I am and I'm gonna do it probably 500 times more <laughs> I'm gonna cry like a lot more when it happens so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that. <laughs> I love it when like people like put like a lot of emotion into their music. Like um I kind of have this thing where like I always say like um if you could make a crowd dance, they're going to like you, but if you can make a crowd cry, they're going to love you. And I feel like I've if you don't have emotion in it, you can't make them cry. I definitely I mean I made my mom cry like every time and like my parents cry every time they come but like I've had like a few people you know come up to me and say like I really like needed like you to sing that tonight like I needed I needed that to like relieve my stress Mm -hmm. and that means the world to me when someone's like thank you for like 
letting me feel that like yeah. that's kind of like why I do it and like not a lot of people will come up and say stuff to me like that but like you can tell just like by the people that are in the crowds like they also like they they needed to hear that song and mm. you can just see it on their faces and like their body language and like yeah mm -hmm. do you have any other songs in the works um so like i said i want to do that like self production kind of yeah. ep next um my goal is to like get a plan going for that by the end of summer and that uh so i'm <laughs> my last song our ep i feel like was very like taylor swift-esque and now it's like because it's like oh singer songwriter cool but now it's like i want to be in my mac miller phase i like i like have such a bad obsession with mac miller like i love him so much he's just like such a true musician at heart but like i'm just like ready to like throw some not some shade but i'm just like I'm just ready to like get all my anger out mm -hmm. like this was like my sad like EP I feel like and now it's like this is like my like this is my like hardcore EP you know like yeah. <laughs> so you definitely like tell a story with your music yeah do you have an idea of what story you want to tell with your next EP um kind it's kind of the same thing um mm -hmm. like just kind of like I'm like a it's so hard like sometimes I'm a confrontational person sometimes I'm not so it's just kind of getting like all of my aggression out like from like people that like make me angry mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like I don't know um it's just kind of like uh putting all my like anger into that and then I don't know making has it never it... caused any drama no oh really I mean like yeah. in my personal life like maybe like with like some things yeah but like i don't try to let it affect me it's like okay like yeah we had an argument whatever like i'm still gonna like love you like and be here regardless um but i like never like if i like 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 i said like i'm gonna put all my anger into this it doesn't necessarily mean that i'm gonna like tell people what happened or like yeah, tell yeah. like or like you know like kind of like roast this person i would never do that it's just yeah. like i'm just putting all my emotion into this like it's gonna sound angry like i don't know if it's necessarily gonna be about that but it's gonna there's gonna be some like you know there's gonna be some sass and attitude behind it man yeah. <laughs> if i had like a heartbreak song or some fu song to someone oh it'd be a dream to have them in the audience and sing it to them you know? oh my gosh <laughs> i feel like if you have like a heartbreak song i feel like you wouldn't have like a slow heartbreak song. I feel like you'd want to have like a screamy, like, <laughs> yeah. like a very aggressive yeah. heartbreak song. Uh -huh. You just make eye contact with them the whole time. <laughs> that, would that would be so rewarding, though. Yeah. Like, oh my like, God. Like, you've got to be think, so like, rewarding. have they heard it or not? You know, like all the artists that like make songs about like a specific someone, I wonder what comes out from it because of it you know? i feel like maybe they just don't know though that's about yeah. them either <laughs> there's there's one song that um it's an old song uh who is it is it gloria gaynor i will survive oh i i sing that song <laughs> yeah like like um i wonder if the guy that she wrote the song about knew that that song was about her because like that song like it kind of straight like straight up says like a kind of like an f you to like that guy yeah and like I wonder like how how bad must that guy have felt when that song kinda blew up and then he was like, That song's about me. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wonder if like a lot of people feel it the same way as that, like even if it's not like like a song blows up, like if they like hear it, it's like, Oh, 
that I know that that song is about me. I know like a lot of people like will if like a big artist comes out with like a breakup song or like like Miley Cyrus when yeah. she came out with Flowers, they're like, oh my gosh, this is about Liam Hemsworth and blah blah. And there was, wasn't there like a lawsuit, I think, uh, with Liam Hemsworth. I think he was suing oh, her for. No um, uh, defamation or something that, that could be totally I think that happened I think I heard that because really? of the song I think like she, he was saying that yeah her singing that like made him seem bad and so she, he was suing her for defamation or something like that's some drama oh my gosh I was I also wanted to say like I, this just came into my head yeah. like also like personally I've had people that like have taken like my like like words in an argument and kind of like they'll literally say the opposite and say like oh I never did this and I like manipulation and mm-hmm. gaslighting and you know how the story goes so yeah. this is like kind of my thing where it's like all right you know what I'm not going to explain it to you anymore I'm just kind of going to like say my piece mm-hmm. and say like cool have a great day have a great life see you later but now I'm going to put my, like, story into music and you can't change it and you can't do anything yeah. about it because that's how it went, whether you like it or not and whether you like it. Um, or if you, like, you were just like, oh, well, I didn't, I hate when people are like, oh, I didn't mean to make you feel sad. I didn't mean to make, like, make, break your heart. Okay, well, whether you did or not, like, mean to, it happened. Yeah. You can't take it back. Like, no. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's kind of, like, where also, like, I'm at like it's like that's like where music is like no one can like you know that's my baby it's like my art like that's like where I pour my heart and soul that's like my truths so it's like Um, your therapy yeah (laughs) um it's more like this is my truths and no one's gonna you know make it into something that's not yeah um because like I like my one of my pet peeves is I just I hate people who lie like I don't Mm -hmm. like it I don't like people who twist words um, just because of like my past like experience like within my life is just like I'm a very like honest upfront person yeah. I'm gonna tell you how it is with love if you don't like it you know there's the door if you want to stick around then don't be mad at me I'm just telling you the truth I could lie straight to your face yeah. but I can't do that <laughs> yeah. but it's so hard like because some people they just like in their mind like they really think they're right even if yeah. they could like have everything totally backwards of what happened but in their mind they've got it so twisted that they like cannot see anything for how it actually is you know like that guy at forks oh yeah (laughs) yeah he was wild we went to this like there was like a skateboarding competition uh and it was like my brother and this guy were like the last people and he obviously lost and then he threw like this huge fit being like that trick was not right like all this stuff and everyone was like it's a it's a game like you're taking it way too seriously yeah. like you're it's fine and he just blew it out of the waters and everyone's and like, he started posting about it he's uh, like yeah everybody like oh, uh man, like what was it he is he sponsored by somebody oh five and nine but they um they're not sponsored. He's not sponsored by them anymore. They took him off. That's so funny. Yeah. But like he, oh, he so was, if you act like that, you're gonna burn some bridges. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like the uh, the whole thing, like um, the whole event was called King of Forks, and yeah. yeah so he lost, and then he started posting things like, "Hey everybody, if you want like a discount on stuff, oh, he did? like uh, put like hashtag King in your order," 
and like stuff like that, like trying to say like like he was oh, like the actual like winner and stuff. Like it was so weird. See, there's gonna be drama in like every part of life, you know. But it's good that you could take some of that in. Yeah. Make good music with it. Yeah. yeah, for me, it's like I'm not gonna like kick and scream, you know, like. Yeah no this is like how you made me feel it's like cool you don't want to like acknowledge what you did like you don't want to apologize that's fine with me i'm gonna go on my way and i'm gonna make a song about it and we're just gonna taylor swift it and you know she's doing good for her like she, you know what i mean has that always been your outlet or did you used to like kick and scream and then you learned that okay i gotta make music about this um I mean, like, music just kind of has always been on my life. So it's yeah. that's kind of a hard, harder question. Like, I just find that, you know, like, sometimes it's better to just say nothing um, and then kind of, like, you know, do what you will with it. Um, I don't know. That's, like, a really hard question. I just, like, put all my emotion into, like, my writing mm-hmm. and stuff. And, like, yeah, like, I do, like, sometimes it, it like... I can't control, like, how I feel, and I let my emotions run loose, which is something, like, I'm trying to, like, learn every single day, yeah. and I definitely have gotten, like, a lot better, um, but I don't know. It's just... Yeah. I feel like sometimes, like, because I like writing about things that are, like, emotionally traumatic and all that stuff, but if I go back and I, like, write about it, Sometimes it just stirs up all those bad emotions, you know? And yeah. so it's hard to, like, kind of move on past it. Sometimes it's, like, therapeutic, but sometimes it's hard to move past it. When you have to sing these songs, like, every weekend, do you, do you find it to be, like, more of a release or, like, kind of hard because you have to keep reliving some of those emotions? Um, I don't really think about it like that. For me, it's, like, you know, like, right, like, put, like putting, like, my emotions to the song is, like, that's my release it's like okay like i wrote about this i'm done thinking about it and then when i play it it's like you know depending on what type of song it is um it's not necessarily like me like rethinking about that it's just like oh this is like the art that i made like during that time like um sometimes like i'll be like you know like i wrote this like really really angsty song and like a few years ago but like i just think it's so funny to like sing now Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily like put myself back in that position where it's like I feel those emotions it's just kind of like this is where I was at at this point in my life yeah and I'm gonna sing about it and we're gonna laugh about it and we're gonna or we're gonna like you know I don't know yeah. like smile at it or like cry about it like yeah um but I don't think like I ever like kind of put myself back in that position um unless I'm like feeling it in the moment so like for example like the EP that I like, released like about like you know like everything that's like going on like I've like felt that a few times afterwards because like you know who hasn't like gone through like that um but i don't know when it comes to like the anger it's it's not necessarily there it's just kind of like um i don't know how to like describe like how i'm trying to like word this um yeah like the anger is just kind of like it's already released from when i like write it down on paper so afterwards it's just kind of like oh like this is like my song i wrote yeah that makes total sense all right, it's that time where we share our song of the week. Do you want to start us off? What is your song of the week? What song have you been listening to? Doses and mimosas. <laughs> Bye. Um, I think I think you pronounce it as like cherub, but um, I don't know why. Like that song has just like it's so fun and like motivating and like 
I guess not motivating because there's like some like there's just stuff in there that like I would never like do but um it's just like such like a upbeat song I don't know it just like it's just kind of like something you can like scream sing to um let's see can I pull up my playlist okay Sour Patch Kids is a good one I just have to say who it's by Bryce Vine that one is like so nostalgic to me like I don't know why like that's just like also a really good like song to like scream sing to um oh god there's so many oh there's another one um if I can find it Love Lost by Mac Miller I like have so many Mac Miller songs um do you cover any or are you gonna cover any? I want to cover them it's really really hard because um his stuff, like his backbeats, are like the time signatures are just like they'll they'll switch very very often, and the stuff that he puts on, like especially as a rapper, um, it doesn't necessarily like, align with those. So I find it's very very hard to kind of play guitar and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Would you try doing it if you have like a so, I, somebody else like oh definitely like, backing you up doing it? Yeah, definitely. Um, but doing it by myself, it's a little bit trickier. Um, but the last song that I've been like listening to is "Blame Brett" by The Beaches. It's like it just like got like popular on TikTok, and I'm like, oh my god, this song is so freaking awesome. TikTok, I'm telling you, I well when I had TikTok, I haven't had it for like uh, probably close to a year. But I would find so much good music, and I found so many artists. And especially Noah Khan. Who oh, is, I love him. <laughs> he just released his like, uh, like, uh, extended version of his album, Stick Season, and the song Paul Revere on it. It's oh like my gosh. Oh, so good. But yeah, he, I remember he kind of blew up on TikTok, and now he's like this crazy big artist. It's insane. Same with Jack Hayes, who I found on TikTok. And I feel like if I find someone on TikTok and then they blow up, I'm like, I was their first fan. Come on now. I, I knew them when they were small. What about you? I've, I've only known some people when, like, when they were small like once. Really? Yeah. And it was it was so weird. Um, Like I follow so many like um drum pages where like they just post like random drummers like playing clips. And there's this one person where I was like, that's so cool because it was a girl that was singing and playing drums. And it was really, really good. Uh, this one Australian girl named Georgia Flip or Flippo is her last name, but she goes... Like her stuff on Spotify is just G flip, but um, I found her and like when I found her, she had like two thousand followers, like like kind of like your average like local artist kind of, and then she put out like one song, and then out of nowhere, it had like ten million like streams, and I was like, that's that's kind of crazy, mm-hmm. and then she wow. put out like an album, and like she ended up getting like a Winning like the Australian like a uh, not Grammys but like the Australian like Music Awards or something like that, and she won oh like gosh. like multiple like like uh, whatever they are, and then she got like two gold records or something like that for it. Like, and I was like, I, I literally knew her like since she <laughs> since like before she even put out music. That's amazing. What's your song of the week? My song of the week. Oh, I know the song of the week. It's um. I think I think I played it for you. Uh, Dragon by King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard. Oh boy, it's a fun one. They're about to put out their their uh, 
latest album. This year they should put out at least four or five albums. They they oh, do that like man, every year. <laughs> they they just release albums like all the time. Like they're they're a band where like um, if you really like them, like you're not gonna have to wait for like their next album like in two three years because like you just have to wait like three months and they're gonna be dropping That's like so another nice. at least another like two singles. They and have another to like album. be living in the studio to do yeah. that. <laughs> like let's see, they've been around for like. 12 years I want to say and uh, I gotta count how many albums they have oh just just on Spotify they have more albums out that are not on Spotify but I cannot, so I... let's see they, their first album came out in 2011 oh, wow. so they've been out for 12 years and they have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, and their 28th album is coming out this oh, year. wow, that's a lot. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah so, like, they release multiple albums a year. Like, in 2022, they released... I would get so sick of music. If I was five al- that There was five much, albums in 2022 alone. I would Actually, get, six. I wonder six. how long, like, if you put all those songs onto one playlist, yeah. how long that playlist is. And, like, like how really do they, long. Yeah. How do they remember it all? Like, I, don't, I don't... I've always thought about that, because, like... Like, in um, the album that they're putting out, they released it, like, or not released it, they um, recorded it, like, four years ago. So they're, like, albums ahead of what oh they're actually gosh. releasing. And it's, like, if they're releasing it, that means that they, like, they recorded it and they've been playing other stuff for, like, two years. And then when it comes out, they have to re-remember how to play all that stuff and then play all that live. And then, I hope they have charts for all that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they do, because some of the things that they write are really weird. Because, like, um... After, I don't know, like a dozen and a half albums in, they decided to start writing like songs in Eastern scales. So it's like semitones and stuff oh like that. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. So trying to chart that out because like um, in a normal chart, like uh, in a Western chart, Eastern notes don't really exist. Yeah. Cause it's like Western charts like on a line or in a space. It's like Eastern charts, it's like, what is that? It's like, Half on a line, half into space. I don't even know. Like I, I don't know, like what the charts would look like for writing Eastern, oh my God. scale music. For your like three hour sets, do you have everything memorized or yeah, really? Yeah, just I just have like a set list and just like the oh, orders, yeah. like what I like look at. But yeah, everything's memorized. <laughs> That's yeah, sometimes it's it's fun, but also. Sometimes it could be annoying if you have a really long set list and you have to remember all of it. Yeah. Like um, when I've played like three, four hour gigs, like, like I know all the songs, but like sometimes I'm like halfway through and I'm like, oh, I have to remember like the rest of this entire set, and it's like, yeah. it's like twenty five more songs. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, so you want to shout out what you have coming up? Oh my gosh, of course. Let me just pull it up on my little cheat sheet. Um, so on Thursday, June 15th, I'm going to be playing at Game Time Sports Bar from 6 to 9. Friday, I'll be at Bell Hall um, from 6 to 9 as well. I'll be at Bishop Estate Winery June 17th from 1 to 4. And then the Red Stag June 17th, 9 to 11. And then I don't have anything until July 14th till then. Um, But I will be playing at Music Fest. Um, Let me get those dates. 
So I'll be playing Lyric Platz August 4th. Um, that's like the venue that's inside Arts Quest um, from 7 to 7.40 p.m. And then I'll be playing the Music Fest Main Street stage from August 9th um, from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. And then I have to pull it up, but I have my last one that I just booked with Lager Platz. Um, so I'll be there at the Lager Platz tent um, August 9th, 2 p.m. to, awesome. I guess, whenever they tell me to stop. Perfect. All right, well, thanks so much for coming on. Do you have Wait. anything to add? I want to play Music Fest so badly. <laughs> like, I know so many people that are playing Music Fest, and it's like when, like, half the musicians I know are literally playing at Music Fest. I'm like, oh, come on. I want, I want to play. How early do you have to book it? So Usually it's like I a year a year in advance or something like, like that. Yeah, like, you can sign up on Sonic Bids, Sonic Birds, whatever the um, booking website is, and it's like a, I don't even know. There's, like, some sort of fee on it. But um, I actually got reached out to to play Music Fest. Really? Yes. So um, I don't know if it was because I had signed up to play at Arts Quest um, at like their Music Fest cafe and their like palette and pour gigs that I got onto that list, or if like someone just like had like like I said like the universe like aligned it so that someone had like my information and they gave it to the right person. But um, so. Yeah, that was pretty awesome when I got that um, email. I was so excited last year, and um, so I'm I'm so grateful to be playing there again. That's sweet. I'll be, I'll be there eventually. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you so yeah, much for having course. me. Yeah, of course. It was great talking to you. All right. Are you ready? Yep. All right. See you, everybody. Bye.